If you have never seen the movie called Amadeus, it's about Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Um, it's a wonderful movie. It's, I have to say it's, it's not altogether all authentic because the author of the play, um, he played with history and with uh, a contemporary composer who wasn't as gifted as Mozart at all and then created this huge drama. And it's a, it's a wonderful movie. But there's, this, there's these jealous people from the musical court that are um, always trying to trap uh, Mozart and, and put him down and tell him um, they didn't like his arrogance. And so they're always trying to tell him something. So there's this one great scene. There's these jealous people from the court, and then the emperor, and then Mozart. And so these jealous people have complained to the emperor about Mozart, and it's, it's too much, and, and, and you need to tr trim him back. So, uh, so when Mozart asks the emperor, well, what did you think of my piece? He says, well, on the whole, it was very good, on the whole, but, well, there was something. And, and Mozart says, tell me, tell me, what was wrong with it? Well, there was nothing wrong with it. Well, then, then what is the problem? And he says, well, uh, how would I say it? How would I say it? And one of the jealous people says, there were too many notes. And the emperor says, oh, yes, yes, that's it. There were too many notes. So Mozart looks at him in just total shock and says, too many notes? Well, your highness, he says, which one should I remove? And he says, well, no, just remove some of them. He says, well, which ones? Which ones should I remove? And of course, they all look ridiculous because it's a genius piece of music. Well, this is the feeling. This is, uh, that thought came into my mind when I read these scriptures early in the morning because, um, you know, Nathan the prophet speaks to King David, and King David is God's really chosen loved one. And King David uh, decides, he says, you know, it's not right that I should live in the palace and, and God's house is just a little wooden thing, it's nothing. I should build him a, a sacred temple. And so Nathan says, well, go ahead, you should do that. But then God speaks to Nathan and says, uh, you know, who do you think you are? You're going to build a temple for me? You're going to build my house? You? And then he gives a litany of all that he has done all the things that I've made, all the things I've done, how I rescued Israel, how I protected you, how I planted your crops, how I've done this, how I've protected you against your enemies. How I, it goes on and on and on and on. And at the end of it, it's like saying, well, God, too many notes. No, I know exactly what I was doing, and you cannot build a house for me. You, you can do what you want, but you can't provide for me. I provide for you. Each of the readings and the responsorial psalm say basically the same thing. Zechariah, he, he prophesies, filled with the Holy Spirit, begins to give a list of all that God has done in salvation history. And then he turns to his own son and says, and you, you, you have been chosen to be the prophet of the Most High. You will go before everyone and prepare the way of the Lord. It is your job, my son, to go out and let them all know, I'm coming, I'm coming. So again, when here we are the day before uh, 
the day before Christmas, in fact, tonight, our Christmas Eve celebration, we're here to acknowledge something that is so much bigger than us. And you know, um, the, the, the language just doesn't do it. I don't know about you, but for me to think of God, and then God gave a part of himself, let's say his son, and this God who always existed then became born into our humanity through Mary into a human person so that the divine took on humanity. In fact, the scriptures like to say God emptied himself of his divinity so that he could take the form of a slave, the humanity, Paul tells us. And then he ends up on a cross. The divine one ends up humanly slaughtered. And yet, even in that moment, the divine one is able to speak through pain and suffering and rejection and show us the way to divineness, to love no matter what. And if it's true what John says in his first letter, God is love, he who lives in love lives in God and God in him, and, and wherever there is love, there is God. If that's true, then this act here is so divine that God could speak through Jesus and say, Father, Forgive them all, they know not what they do. That he could love and forgive in the moment of such an inhuman moment that he could revive and, and save humanity, touching it with divineness again. So I say to you and to myself, I really believe this every single day. We need to lay ourselves out before God and say, what do you want from me today? How can you use me? How are you going to touch the world through me? Because once we get in touch with that in our life, that every single day we're, we're being a servant to the Lord. Use me. Use me. I want your love to flow through me. I want God who is loved to be here dwelling in me so that I can birth that into the world. And if we come to our feast tonight and tomorrow with that deep awareness, we're not doing something for God. God is using us to do something for everybody through us. We're like Mary. We're really like Mary. And although we may say that she's divinely chosen and preserved in her grace and all the blessings, God does the same with us. Maybe not through the simple act of giving birth to Jesus Christ, but birthing Jesus Christ spiritually in the world. So today, if someone meets Christ through you, then you birth Christ. So in the market, when someone cuts in front of you, instead of going, you know, I was there first, which you have the right to do if you want, but you could just say, oh, go ahead, that's all right. And they may not see it as, oh, oh, that's Christ to me. You still have given Christ to the world through that simple, simple, tiny little act. So today, as we prepare tonight and tomorrow to welcome the Word of God born into this world through Mary, let us welcome this Word of God, not just there at the lacuna, but in here, in this kuna and welcome his life and his blessing in us. Please stand.